I have a strong word of encouragement. I, I feel very strongly from the Lord that God wants his people to stand as mighty oaks of righteousness. This is an hour where God needs his people firm and planted. Amen? We're not going to bow to the wind, to the wave, to criticism, to the social issues, but we're going to stand for what is right, what is just, what is loving, what is the word of God. And God needs that. How many of you know this world needs it? The Bible says that we are called, the church is called the pillar of truth in the earth. And so we need to stand like that. So I just want to give you a word of encouragement so that you will strengthen up, firm up, and be that oak of righteousness. I loved this quote I read uh, today. It says, turn your theology into your biography. Turn your theology into your biography. You know what that means? It means live what you believe, what you know to be true. Turn your theology into biography so that it will become your life story, so that you wear Jesus, you speak Jesus, you touch with Jesus' hands, you think the way Jesus would think and act the way the Holy Spirit would prompt you. Amen? And we can be assured of that. Malachi 3.6 says this, for, the Lord, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. So if we're in covenant with God through Jesus Christ and he changes not, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then we've got a protector, we've got an intercessor, we've got a savior, and so we're going to be all right. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. We're going to be all right. So we should stand firm because we know God doesn't change, so he's not going to change towards me. He's got his hand on my life. And you know this one, Romans 8 29. And we know that for those who God loves, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So how many of you know that COVID passed across the desk of God Almighty? And he said, all right, let it fly. Yeah. He, 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 there are things happening in our culture and everywhere, and you know what? We can look and we can respond in, in saying, what's going on? This is crazy. This is negative. But with God's help, we can have an understanding that this is all going to work for the good that God has prepared. Amen? You know, how many of you know that a good crisis will create rethinking issues, opportunity to do things in a different way? And that's where we're at right now. Our culture needs to say we need to change from the way things have been going, but the promotion is not, not to change into anarchy or the worst, but to change and say we've got a solution for this. And we're not going back to the old. We're going to what we could become and what God had prophesied for us to be. Does that make sense to you? So instead of fighting for the old, let's fight into the new and say, this is the answer to this problem. This is the solution to what's going on. And that solution is given to us by God. He's working all things together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And that's where you stand as an oak of righteousness in his purposes. And speak that out to the people. I want to share with you basically the foundation of that scripture, oaks of righteousness. It's found in Isaiah 61. How many of you know that Jesus spoke that after he came out of the desert, the wilderness, being tempted by the devil? He came into the synagogue 
walked up. They asked him to give a word. He picked up the scroll of Isaiah, turned to Isaiah 61 and spoke and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he said, after he got finished, he said, and this day this has been fulfilled in your sight. And he sat down. Come on, somebody forgot that he said that. We all forgot he said it. And so what he's talking about is the oaks of righteousness, the church, the people of God, and what we're going to bring to the situation. How many of you know summer parties? They always ask you to bring something. I'll bring the baked beans. I'll bring the corn on the cup. I'm bringing the fruit salad. Someone says, I'll bring the chips. Then someone, I'll bring the buns, right? This is what God's, this is what the church is supposed to bring to the situation we're in right now. And he says, there's going to be poor. And to the poor, there's going to be brokenhearted. The Hebrew word for brokenhearted is shattered, a piece of glass that falls to the ground and has shards everywhere. You, how do you put that back? It's so broken. There are people who are really poor in spirit, poor in, in finance, poor in their conditions. They're brokenhearted. Literally, their hearts have shattered. They are captive to ideologies. They are captive to one another. They're captive to injustice. They feel like prisoners in darkness. Do you know what a prisoner in darkness feels? He doesn't know what's up, what's down, what's left or right. He can't get his bearings, and they're secluded, and they're lost in darkness. Does anybody know what the remedy for darkness is? The light, you. Jesus, of course, but Jesus in you, because you have now become what? The light of the world. And so the first part, Jesus says, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. Now, Jesus said that so that he could go to the cross and by what he did on the cross, he could now put the Holy Spirit in you because the cross cleansed you of your sin. So now you can quote this scripture. And you can say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me with the Spirit of God. And what's he going to do for the poor? He is going to proclaim good news. How many of you like to have good news? Man, when you're poor, when you're in a situation that you know you cannot get out of and someone gives you good news to tell you you can get out. I got good news for you. This is the way out. Right? What's he going to do for the brokenhearted? He says for the brokenhearted, I'm going to bind them up. Thank God. Does anybody here know some brokenhearted folks? Huh? Does anybody here know that our culture's brokenhearted? Somebody got a resolution? Come on, we're looking to politics to solve this? I mean, how well has that gone? There's only one people group that can solve this, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to bring the truth. Only Jesus can bind up lives that are so broken and shattered. Can I get a witness from lives that have been broken and heart shattered? Yeah, that's us. That's the witness. And he goes on and he says, you know what I'm going to do for the captives? I'm going to proclaim freedom. You are free. Let's free people from their bondages. Free people from their hatred. Free people from their prejudice. Free people from uh, all of the devil's workings. How do we do this? Jesus Christ in their lives. And then he says, and I'm going to release from darkness the prisoners. Wow. 
That's awesome. Then he goes on and he says this. He says, there are those who are mourning and they're, they're weeping and they're broken. There are those who are grieving. He said, I got a solution for that. Those who are mourning and grieving, he says, I'm going to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. The solution for those who are, are mourning, he says, I will give you favor or grace. I've got grace for your sorrows. I'll wipe away every tear. I hear what you're crying. I hear your mourning. I'm going to give you grace over your sinfulness. I'm going to give you grace over your brokenness. And he says, for those of you who are grieving over the injustices, those of you who are grieving for the hatred, the anger, the turmoil, if you're grieving, I'm bringing vengeance. What he means by that is justice. The justice of God that only God can bring to right things. And it's the only path that we can find is true justice from God's word. He said that's what's going to relieve the problem. And in the third stanza he says this. And he says those who are in ashes... They're weeping, they're mourning, they're sad, they're in ashes. Hebrews, what they used to do is they would, when they were broken and downcast, they would take the ashes from the fire and wipe it on their faces to show that they were in mourning. And he says, for you who have ashes all over your face, for you who are weeping and mourning, I've got a solution for you. He said, for those of you who are mourning, I've got a solution. And he said, those who have a spirit of despair. I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of place. Despair is kind of hard to get rid of. Despair is past depression. How many of you know that? Anybody visit that place, that town? It's not a good town to go to. They got nothing to offer. Despair is where you feel like there's nothing left. I can't find a way out. But this is what Jesus says the anointing of the Holy Spirit will do. He says that I am going to put a crown of beauty on your head instead of ashes. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to wipe your face off and clean you up and put a crown on your head. He says, I have the oil of joy that I'm going to pour on you for mourning. Thank God, an oil of joy. He goes on, he says, I'm going to give a garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. See, when God starts solving these things, when God starts bringing solutions, when God is the answer and he pours out his spirit to heal, to cleanse, to revive and restore, there is praise in the land to give thanks to God for all he's done. Amen? That's awesome. And then he goes on to say this. He concludes it. They will be called who? Those that the anointing's on. Those who are delivering the beauty for ashes, the oil, and so forth. He says they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor or glory. That's us. See, we've been looking. Jesus solved the problem. He said, I did 2,000 years ago. Jesus solved the problem. I did. You're looking at it in the mirror. You're my solution. This is the best you have to offer. With my spirit in you? Yes. Yes. 
You're going to set prisoners free. You're going to bring light to those who are in darkness. You're going to bring a spirit of joy. You're going to bring praise. You're going to bring uh, beauty for ashes. Why? Because you will be called an oak of righteousness. I uh, read today that it said it takes, uh, let me get this right, it takes uh, 300 years to grow to full bloom a mighty oak. 300 years it can live and when it starts dying, it takes 300 years till it's finally dead. That's sustainable, right? That's what he wants, an oak. But what kind of an oak? An oak of what? Righteousness. Doesn't fail. Doesn't mislead. Doesn't lie. Doesn't cheat. Doesn't do anything but what is right. God put his spirit of righteousness in us. He's called the spirit of holiness. And he lives in us so that we would be standing strong oaks of righteousness to be the solution for the problems in our society, to be the solution for this planet because the solution is Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. And he said, so that we will be a planting of the Lord... And here it is, to display his glory. Wow, you know, so what I got to say is that I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I got to tell you, I was pretty worried about the way things were going. It's getting crazy. Does anybody agree with that? It's just like, what the world's going on? But people are in despair. People are broken. People are prisoners. People are cat, right? People want to break the system that has been out of whack for too long. And the church has been silent and set aside, having no impact to our culture. And so when we will present and come forward, we're going to bring joy, peace, love, gentleness, right? Faithfulness and uh, peace and uh, what, what else? Love. And self-control, the very nature of God. Because we are going to be on display with the splendor of God. Amen? So it's time for us to, uh, to get polished. Time for us to get ready to present. And time for us to be used by the Holy Spirit. So everybody stand with me tonight. Father God, I thank you for these mighty oaks that are standing before me, God. Standing before you, mighty oaks, even the little acorns in our midst. Some twigs, some saplings, is that the right word? Okay, some saplings and some oaks. Some have been standing for 300 years. Some have been on their way out for 300 years. I don't know. But that's us. Somebody get a hold of this. Somebody pay attention to what Jesus bought and paid for by his own blood. A people who will be oaks of righteousness in the midst of a place that's in despair. Father, I pray an anointing upon your people tonight. Water us, O God, as oaks of righteousness. Holy Spirit, be the sap that runs through us, the life flow that feeds us. 
Jesus be the sun that we grow up into. And may we stretch out our leaves and our branches to reach a dying world that we may preach righteousness, we may speak love, and we may bring people together as peacemakers. We have a voice. It's the voice of righteousness. It's the voice of the kingdom of God. Now may we stand in it and use it, O God, and know that there is an answer to the problems. It's Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.